Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative, they do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, the gate show is on. The Glendive Agri-Trade Expo now underway. The doors have officially opened. Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks. Great to be with you here for the 46th annual gate show. Try to get here every single year. Always a great time to come see our friends here, not just in Glendive, but across eastern Montana that that brave the uh, snowy or icy roads to come to the gate show. Man, last year, I think it was like sunny and 45. It was like a heat wave last year. And then two or three years before that, it was 40 below for the entire month of February. But uh, our friend Tim and Savage, our Mondakistan Bureau Chief, uh, made the drive down from Savage and is with us here today. Tim, I, I really hope and I, I feel that there's a renewed sense of optimism here in Glendive, especially compared to one year ago. One year ago, man, we were really wondering where things might be headed after the, you know, the, the, the news on the, the sugar beet factory and, and you know, er, everything else. But yeah. uh, I think there's a renewed sense of optimism around here. Yes, there's, there's been so much that has impacted Glendive over in just this past year, you know, starting with the, you know, the sugar beet factory in Sydney closing last year. And that obviously affects a lot of uh, sugar beet farmers on the north end of Dawson County. And then you look at uh, some of the other businesses that have closed here. And then, the, you know, the burning down of the, the hotel, the, the Jordan, uh, a few months ago. And just looking at all of that, and it's like one thing after after another, after another, other businesses that have shut down. And it's like, what is happening to this town? You got um, the railroad pulling out. I mean, that was a major, that affected that a, a few ton years of ago. jobs. Yeah. So, and there was, there was still continued fallout from that. But then all of a sudden finding out that we're going to not only have a major employer coming in, but with millions of dollars of infrastructure coming in as well to build that up. And then all of the support that's going to go along with them. I mean, that's kind of the, the shot in the arm that they need in this town. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You know, what, two weeks ago, we were in Las Vegas live for the show from the SHOT Show. And now we're live from the Gates Show in Glendive. So from Vegas to Glendive. But in Vegas... We caught up with uh, one gentleman that we're going to catch up with here in Glendive as well, Jimmy Slaughter with Brickstill Defense. That's the company that's uh, putting this $125 million investment here into Glendive. And I, I talked with Jimmy yesterday, and uh, Jimmy was telling me he's kind of he kind of talks like a NASCAR driver because he's from Virginia. He said, well, man, I flew in now. These roads are a little icy out here. And I'm thinking, ah, he's just from Virginia. These roads probably aren't that bad. Then I hit Terry, Montana. I was like, oh, yeah, the roads are bad. Hey, yeah. Jimmy's right. Yeah. Well, it's a whole different type of drifting that occurs here when you're racing compared to when you end up ended up sideways crossing a bridge. Rubbin is not racing in no. eastern Montana on icy no. roads. Just give people their space. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, Jimmy Slaughter, he's here in Glendive, um, and he's at their Bristol Defense facility. He was telling me that they're getting their first load of equipment installed on Monday, and that's the Montana equipment from Alpha Loading Systems made right in stevensville montana so anyway jimmy slaughter is going to join us here in about 10 minutes or so cody fulton's still running around getting the gate show up and running we've got the fabulous uh, sculptor and artists here all sorts of great folks here in glendive quick break here with montana talks and uh back to our coverage from the gate show they've got a grasshopper seminar going on right now uh as we speak Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. 
All right, we got to come up with a cool title for Ashley Fulton because Cody Fulton is the chair of the gate committee, but Ashley is the boss uh, for Cody Fulton. So, uh, so what do you call the boss over the chairman? I don't know. We'll come up with a fancy title here one of these days. But Cody Fulton, let's start with you. Great to see you uh, once again, the chairman for the gate committee here in Glendive. Thanks for uh, letting us be here. Yeah, by all means, uh, we really appreciate you guys coming. Tell us about the Gates Show and just what you hope to do for the folks here in eastern Montana. Well, the Gates Show is the, the in the name, it's the Glendive Egg Trade Expo. And, and the, what our main goal here is just to try to get agriculture on everybody's mind and try to get everybody in the community to just get wrapped up in agriculture. Because, you know, agriculture is such a big part of our of our community. So... As we can get more people people involved, then uh, then yeah, we're just, that's our that's our main mission is just trying to really drive home that agriculture is a is a good thing for our area. It's so cool to see guys like Mike Mike Carlson here. Forty six years now, this is the forty sixth Gate Show, and I know he was here with that initial crew uh, from the start. And you know, aside from the informational sessions, you know, you've got cattle seminars going on, nutritional seminars going on trace minerals soil health uh talking they're talking about grasshoppers right now which of course you know it's it's looking like it may not be the best grasshopper season coming up unless you like grasshoppers of course i don't know if, if anybody out there is like that though but um but also it's just a great opportunity for folks to come in town and see friends and grab a cinnamon roll and and get a great lunch from the cowbell crew and everybody else here it is yes it's a it's a great time it's a nice uh it's a nice atmosphere around here. A lot of friendly faces where you can come down and and see your friends, see your neighbors, talk to some of the vendors. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's just just have a good old time. All, well, well, definitely come down and see us. We've got the microphones open, so if you want to come down and just join us on the mic or you just want to come say hi, we're at the Epic Center in Glendive right now. Ashley Fulton, you've kind of been putting together all the, the, the booths, uh, you know, all sorts of different facets for this show. What are you excited about for this year's Gate Show? Um, we have quite a few new vendors. We have an agricultural drone, one that's new this year that's really exciting. Um, and they're at a Killdeer, North Dakota. Um, and they came over and brought their drone. It takes up their entire booth. Um, <laughs> it's, so it's, it's like big. a large drone, really? Yes, oh, wow. it's pretty big. Um, we also have... Uh, Next Era Energy is a new vendor this year, too. They do um, wind energy, and they're hoping to, to get established with more in wind energy in the area. They're the big player out in Miles City right now that has had a lot of crews out there uh, working, as I understand it, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. That drone, i got to go check that one out. That's that's pretty cool. What, I wonder what, what all they do with that drone, too. But, I mean, you think about it, whether you're checking on, you know, cattle or just, I mean, you can even have, like, What's the word I'm thinking of? Like a spectrometer on board those things that can measure different water content and, and yeah. things like that. The things so. they can do with them anymore is is astonishing. Yeah. And then I see um, one of the gals we're hoping to catch up with here has a, a rancher law outfit. So uh, focused on, on law for, for farmers and yeah. ranchers as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we have we have quite a few new vendors. Um, we've got we also have our maiden, the Mondack Row, which is people that are taking locally sourced items and um and marketing them making them marketable out of out of this area and really promoting agriculture 
That's right. Uh, Tim and Savage is with us here. I remember last year you guys did the uh, you did the Mondak Rose. So it was all these made in Montana, made in North Dakota. You know, as the Mondakistan bureau chief, yes. you should be sampling all these food products and uh, honeys and everything like well, that. Well, we'll check them all out there. And yeah, we already saw there's some, <laughs> some vendors. I as they were walking in, it, it is time to get another new cap, and so there you can get some of that gear as well. But the free yeah, swag, yeah. The uh, uh, the, the drone, I've got a, a friend out in north central Montana who's really into the technology on, on the farm and ranch, and he's always sharing pictures on Facebook, on social media about the, the footage that he gets from his drone. He talks about being able to check crops and check on the cows and check, and monitor so much, especially if you've got a day like today where it may not be safe to be out and running around if you've got icy conditions or if you're just busy doing other things. That that drone is, is not only saving time but providing more information that he could possibly get even if he were out in the fields himself. Or, or wet gumbo roads that you don't want to tear up in your pickup to try to get out to where you need to go, maybe, and you can just pop over the hillside with the drone instead. Yeah. The Mondak products, uh, I, I remember going through it last year at the mm -hmm. show, and, like, there was that, that company at a circle, and they have, like, 60 different products that are gluten-free that are all made from chickpeas back there. And it's like, they have, like, brownie mix, everything. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, and unfortunately, she wasn't able to make it this year, yeah. um, I think. A gymnastics meet or a kid's function <laughs> of some happen, sort. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we've got a, a mountain man honey, which is locally, they're based out of Glendive here, and I've tried some of this honey. It's amazing. Um, and then we also have Badland Sustainable, and she does hemp granola. Oh, yeah, I tried that last year yeah. too. That and was good. She was here yeah. last year. And then we have Wild Calf Coffee. And they're out of Bainville. Ooh. Did and they make coffee yet this morning? They're brewing it. It smells okay. pretty good over there. All right. Tim, I might just let you take over the rest of the show. <laughs> and, uh, I'll come back a little too energized a few yeah, minutes later. The wild yeah. calf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Cody and Ashley, um, thanks thanks for putting this whole thing together. I know folks look forward to it every year. I know I look forward to getting, getting here every year. So thanks for letting us be here. And we'd like to just thank our sponsors real quick. Yeah, go for it. Um, Tri-County Implement. Um, Nutrient Egg Solutions, Powder River, Runnings, and Common Sense Manufacturing. They really, they're gone above and beyond for us. Well, that's great. It's not an official sponsor, but Tim and Savage brought some Craig Smokehouse jerky for us. So thanks for bringing the jerky. That's so, good stuff. Craig does a great, great products down there. Very good stuff. Yeah, you, you know, that's part, of the, that's part of the fun of getting out and traveling Montana is, you know, sampling some of the different food products along the path. Okay, I'm going to catch up with Jimmy Slaughter from Brixtel Defense. And their big news here in Glendive right after this. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, we do have big breaking news. Uh, uh, in, in just a second, I'm, I'm going to go to Jimmy Slaughter with Bristol Defense. Uh, but we, we do have some big breaking news. It is now official. Uh, thanks to Greg and Billings for sharing that message with me. Uh, Montana Congressman Matt Rosendale, the Eastern District Congressman, uh, this just got shared via Twitter just about uh, 10 minutes ago. This morning, I officially filed for the U.S. Senate. So uh, so anyway, if you go to Twitter.com slash Aaron Flint or X.com slash Aaron Flint, you can see the photograph there. There's a photograph of him in the Secretary of State's office uh, filing to run for the Senate. Again, of course, he was the uh, Senate candidate back in 2018 against John Tester back then. Uh, he has now filed 
but of course, there's going to be a Republican primary because uh, Navy SEAL veteran and, and Republican U.S. Senate candidate Tim Sheehy is, has uh, have filed several months ago. But yeah, Congressman Matt Rosendale running for the Senate and uh, will not be running for that House seat. So now that ho- that opens up a wide open Republican primary in the eastern uh, in the eastern district, uh, what is considered the eastern Montana congressional district, uh, basically from Helena all the way over to the uh, to the north and South Dakota borders. All right. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll talk with uh, Tim from Savage about that here in just a second. But first, let's go to uh, Jimmy Slaughter. I want to make sure we he's actually at the Brixtel Defense Facility here in Glendive right now. Uh, Jimmy, can you hear me? Okay. Yes, Aaron. Good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing fine. All right. I'll let uh, um, make sure Travis, since I'm using my remote equipment to do this phone interview, uh, just let me know that you can hear it and that our our listeners can hear it. Because sometimes when I'm using my remote equipment, I can hear it in my headset, but maybe they can't back there. But Travis will give us a heads up if if we're not hearing you on the phone. Uh, Jimmy, it's great. I was I was just telling uh, our friend Tim from Savage here how. uh, you know, you've got this cool voice. You know, you're you're this southern gentleman. I was telling him you could be like Dale Earnhardt's crew chief or something. You just got such that great uh, NASCAR driver voice to you. <laughs> well, that that would be quite an honor because Dale Earnhardt was was my my greatest race car driver ever. <laughs> and uh, I, it's this is just that southern uh, Virginia Carolina draw. But I appreciate it. <laughs> that, that's right. Well, we were talking about, you know, on these uh, snowy, icy roads, Rubbin is not racing in Montana. So uh, we just want to give people their space. But, yeah. but yeah, you were telling me you just you just uh, got into Glendive a couple days ago to help get everything up and run a $125 million investment by Brixville Defense uh, to set up this ammo manufacturing facility here in Glendive. And you're at the facility right now. What's it looking like? Well, <clears throat> Right now, we're because of the weather and just a few things that that we didn't count on that Mother Nature has thrown. Uh, we, we're pushed back about two weeks. Um, machines are, are not set up yet, but we have made a lot of progress since I've been here. We've uh, we've sent out uh, some uh, some requests or replies to job applications and done interviews. So things are moving along quite well. Yeah, that's great to hear. And uh, I know pretty soon you're you're expecting to receive your your first shipment of the ammo, uh, the loading systems from Alpha Loading Systems in Stevensville, Montana. Yes, that, uh, Aaron, we are. They are expected to be in here uh, now on Monday. Uh, of course, it, it uh, just the machines coming in, and they'll be we'll get them in the building, and then. Uh, We'll have a team put together, including Alpha's team, uh, just a little later, probably in two weeks after that, that will actually come in and set these teams up ready for operation. Well, that's very exciting news. I know we got to see you and we got to see uh, uh, the CEO of Brixville Defense, Andy Mansour, down at the SHOT Show in Vegas just a couple weeks ago. And I also went over Alpha Loading Systems, had a big booth uh, display set up at the Caesars Forum. So I went over just to just to get eyes on. And that, inc- that their loading systems are impressive. I mean, you, you feel like you're in a NASA research laboratory looking at some sort of a GC mass spectrometer on steroids or something when you look at these ammo loading systems that they build. Well, they're actually stated very much so state-of-the-art systems. 
um, they they have sensors and lasers and they check for arrows so that nothing goes through that's a malfunction in, in their high speed. But they take a very small footprint in comparison to other units. But they are they are ex extravagantly good units uh, that, are, that are highly recommended and used through the industry. Yeah, well, it's exciting news that that'll be coming in. And then uh, you, you did, I know you guys were hoping to be up and running in mid-February here, but of course, you know, you got shipping issues and things like that. And then, of course, weather always plays a role. How uh, are, are you still hiring, still looking for employees as well? And when do you think you might be fully up and running? And, and what's that going to, what's that footprint going to look like here in Glendive? Well, the, this plant here is, is still going to top out someplace at the end of full production of about 65 employees. Uh, we hope to be in in the start-up running mode. Uh, we're just kind of speculating a little bit because with the weather and everything else, some of the things are unsure, but hopefully by the last week of February, the first week of March, will we'll be when hopefully the machines will get turned off. Yeah, that's great. And I know you produce, the ammo that you produce is mainly, you know, you're producing it for the American military and then our NATO allies, it's, et cetera. So it's mostly ammo production for the, the, for the, for the military, not necessarily for the private sector. I do have to ask for our, our friend Tim and Savage and others. They're wondering, is, is there any way you can, you can set a few cases aside just for Montana folks too, uh, if there's any way, or if it all has to go, uh, you know, for, for, for those bigger contracts? Well, what we end up having to do, uh, Aaron, is we have to, if, if we're in the middle of a run that is under contract, of course, that run takes priority. And then anything that we have overrun becomes part that we can do things with, with like with Savage or other, you know, gun shops, uh, you, you know, that are overruns. Same, it's the same ammo that went out for the for the contract, but there are overruns. But priority has to be, you know, when you first running, that you're running those contracts, and and that contract has a has a deadline date that it has to be fulfilled. But we will do uh, some consumer things for Montana and and others. Well, that's that's exciting to hear. Well, Jimmy, I know you're busy getting everything up and rolling there. Anything else you want to tell folks across Montana? And uh, if you get a chance to break away, you know, the cowbells down here have a, a great lunch they're cooking up, roast beef sandwiches and cinnamon rolls and more here later. Well, it's, it sounds great, I, and I wish I could. I guess my, my plate is kind of full this morning. <laughs> I'll bet. Uh, and, and has been for the last few days. You know, it, Montana has been fantastic to us. The people of Glendive also – have been fantastic in helping. Uh, we still are looking for land for that second facility. Um, so if you know if anybody out there hears it and around Glendive or in in Miles City in this area someplace close, we would uh, we'd be interested in hearing about any land that may be for sale. We're looking for 500 to 1,000 acres, and uh, it you know it's all it's all been a joy. It's all been really good working with people. Well, I know folks are, are real excited about it here. And, you know, we were talking earlier with Tim and Savage just about, you know, some of the more, you know, uh, recent news, you know, with the, the sugar beet factory and, and and the coal plant and things like that. And so this is just such a, a big dose of optimism here for eastern Montana. Jimmy Slaughter with Brixtel Defense. Great to chat with you again. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Have a good day. All right. You too. Okay. And keep us updated as uh, everything progresses. Appreciate your time.
All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, back to it here. We've got Tim uh, from Savage. Our, we, we always joke that he's our Mondakistan bureau chief. He's sidekicking with us here this morning. Uh, yeah, Tim. Anyway, that I think you got a little bit of good news there that, yeah. that they may have some set aside for some commercial uses here in Montana. That would be good because you know, you recall how the ammo shortages that we faced across the country, you know, when the, in the, during the pandemic and afterwards. I mean, it was, it was tough getting ammo for your AR and some of those platforms. And so it's good to know that they, they do intend to be able to help out some local folks with the overruns and be able to maybe work with some local stores and and uh, different vendors to be able to provide that. And yeah, and so and looking to still continue to expand. A great opportunity for some folks out here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I mentioned when we were talking with, with Cody and Ashley uh, Fulton uh, here with the gate committee, you know, they've got a seminar going on right now talking about grasshoppers. And you and I, we were joking around earlier with uh, with Gabby Sexton, the MSU extension agent. Man, yeah, the grasshoppers get so crazy around here. I mean, you had to kick one out of your pickup when you were coming back from North Dakota. You didn't want people people thinking you were sneaking an illegal alien into the state or something. You well, know? we really should get some something about the border there, but they'll they'll find their way across. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, grasshoppers. Uh, we we do want to you know interesting conversation that we had with Gabby Sexton, the uh, MSU extension agent for Dawson County that we had here earlier, and uh, and anyway we had a conversation with her talking about how good it is to see some of this moisture, the snow that's falling right outside uh, the gate uh, uh, expo windows right now here in Glendive. Uh, Tim, you know, one thing that, that we should talk about, because it's just such a big news story, obviously, you know, everybody's been talking about Joe Biden and and how basically his own Justice Department just said that he does, is not mentally fit to serve. I mean, that's basically what they said. But the other big story was this was the conversations taking place at the United States Supreme Court yesterday where Colorado is trying to remove Donald J. Trump off of the ballot. Uh, anyway, we'll, I'll play a montage coming up after the break here of some of what even the, the left-wing justices had to say. But uh, basically, it was a very bad day for Team Biden yesterday and a very good day for Team Trump. Yeah, listening to hearing what Sotomayor and, and Kagan and what they were saying, I mean, if, if they're friendly to Biden and that's the stuff they're coming back with, you can only imagine where the opponents are going to start piling on with that. But I tell you, boy, what a major news day. And then we got breaking news about uh, about the Senate race in Montana. And there will indeed be a primary. And now prepare for the uh, for the uh, the uh, Republican primary for the House seat that Matt is going to vacate. Uh, in fact, I just got uh, a statement here from Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy and his campaign with reaction uh, to this uh, announcement by Congressman Rosendale that he will run for the Senate. I'll tell you about that as well right after this, live from Glendive. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. The public auction yards in Billings. Hey, Travis, I'm not hearing program. The ribbon to sale this week, drawing a large crowd of buyers and demand for cows was very robust. In the offering, is over 2,500 head of bred cows and heifers, and prices were significantly higher than the previous blue ribbon sale in December of 2023. With most bread cow offerings selling $400 to $700 higher per head, two- to four-year-old bread cows priced anywhere from $2,300 up to $3,035, middle-aged bread cows $2,000 to $2,650, while bread heifers also saw a stronger trend, three to $400 higher than the December sale. Prices for bread heifers anywhere from $2,175 to $3,100.
Yesterday, USDA released its World Ag Supply and Demand Estimates report, and the wheat outlook is for stable supplies, lower domestic use, unchanged export values, and higher ending stocks. Projected ending stocks are up 10 million bushels to 658 million, while the season average farm price forecast is unchanged from last month at $7.20 a bushel. The U.S. corn outlook is calling for lower food, seed, and industrial use and larger ending stocks. Lower usage will lead to a 10 million bushel increase in ending stocks compared to last month, with the season average corn price unchanged to $4.80 a bushel. I'm Lane Northland. This is where Montana talks. You're listening to Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, before we get to our next uh, great guest here on Montana Talks, live from the Gate Show in Glendive. Yeah, Tim and Savage, here we go. Uh, game on, Wayne. Yes, it's going to get fun now. Party on, Garth. Uh, yeah, there will be a big uh, Senate uh, primary race here in Montana. Matt Rosendale's not going to run for the House. He just uh, filed for the U.S. Senate today. And Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy has already had the endorsement of Steve Daines, Governor Gianforte, Congressman Zinke and a host of others and has been raising a lot of money. But so but but Rosendale has a lot of passionate backers out there. So this can be a big race. You know, who the big winner is going to be local radio. Those <laughs> campaign ads. I, when I was working for KCGM back in the day, the campaign season always took care of paying the bills. Yeah. Well, it, you know, in, in our statewide show, we have a statewide commercial break. But we we don't take political during that. We just like call the local radio yep. stations, call them, send your money to them. But uh, uh, but yeah, let's see. I had a couple of app messages that came in. Frank in Laurel says, "I believe Matt Ro- Matt Rosendale has just made himself the Nikki Haley of Montana." Meanwhile, Dean in uh, let's see, where's Dean at? Dean in Billings. Uh, he's a, he's a Rosendale supporter. Uh, let's see. What did he say? Uh, let's see. He, what did he say? Here's, he said, oh, he believes that, that Rosendale is the true conservative mm-hmm. for the Senate. So, yeah. so that was what, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Dean and Billings had to say there. Uh, but, uh, oh, here's the response from the, uh, Sheehy campaign, a spokesperson for, uh, for Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy says, as a political outsider, Tim Sheehy has led men and women in war and business, winning America's toughest battles and creating hundreds of Montana jobs. He knows what it means to have service, sacrifice, and accountability at the center of his mission. And he's humbled by the support he's received from patriots across our state who are committed to defeating John Tester. So uh, anyway, so their, their full statement solely focused on going after John Tester. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, oh, uh, the grasshoppers. Yeah, we were talking with about grasshoppers with Gabby Sexton, the uh, Dawson uh, Extension agent, the MSU Extension agent here. But also what she had to say about precipitation and moisture and everything was pretty interesting. She's doing a seminar right now. But but she was telling us, you know what, we were talking about how important it is that, you know, that, yeah, the, the roads might be a little you know slick right now, but man eastern montana really needs this moisture that we're getting the snow and everything and she was saying just how crazy things can be like for example last spring was it they you know they got all this moisture they got all this tall green grass but the grass didn't have the nutrition in it so even when you think you have the grass to feed the cattle 
it may not have the nutrition that they need. Yeah, and like you, I grew up in the city. I was a full block away from the beet fields, and so I did. I, I didn't grow up on a farmer ranch, and so I didn't realize that until she said that. Yes, I, you know, I'm driving along, and I'm saying you can't even see the calves. They're completely covered with all of that grass. And oh, what a wonderful thing! Well, if that grass doesn't have any nutrition, that makes a lot of sense as well. But the grasshoppers will still eat it. Yeah. Yes, once a town kid, always a town kid. Yes. Donna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's like that Toby Keith song. I should have been a cowboy. Been. Yep. My, in fact, uh, one of my cool cowboy cousins is here uh paul ayers he's on the gate committee now and i tried to get him on the radio but he's like no 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 i don't need to talk on the radio he's at the stockman bank booth over here he works for stockman bank uh based out of terry and glendive and so so uh yeah my cool cousins are the ones that that had the They're cool the farm cool cowboy uh life uh, growing up and raising their own herds now and everything sarah i'll tell you who does know a thing or two about what to feed those calves sarah thorson is with CHS, the feed uh, feed sales representative there. And actually, last year, after the Gate Show wrapped up, I went and joined our buddy Paul Sterlugson on KXGN. After our coverage wrapped up, they were continuing live from the Gate Show. And, man, that was fascinating insight just to hear you and Paul Sterlugson go back and forth. Yeah, uh, I'm actually going to take over here a little bit on the radio. Paul asked me because he's going to be gone. So that's right. I don't know if that's good or bad. Oh, you're we'll going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> so you'll be the official gate show broadcaster for the remainder of the day well i guess yeah. <laughs> someone's got to do it right yeah so and then you've also got your own uh cattle brand as well right yes. yeah yes and tell us about that first before we get into the feed sure sure uh well so i grew up here just west of town in glen dive lastly ranch Simitals um is our ranch we actually had our annual bull sale yesterday so uh, it was our 31st. Yes, I slept much better last night <laughs> yeah, than yeah. I have every other night this week. Um, but 31st annual and hopefully 364-ish days more and we'll have the 32nd. Did so. the sale go pretty good considering it, the roads? Oh, man, it went really well. We could not have been more blessed. Uh, we had customers calling in the morning saying we don't think we're going to make it because of the roads. But thankfully, we live in the time we live in, and the Internet is an option. And Online auction. Yeah, yeah, we had lots of people online and, and, and lots of people that made it. I tell you, when I came to town this morning, I was thankful that anybody was there because the roads are not very nice. But like you said earlier, the moisture, we never cuss that in eastern Montana. Yeah, so. yeah, just uh, just take it slow and, yep. and enjoy the moisture because we need it. Yep. So, um, so CHS, yeah. You know, you you guys are kind of a full service outfit yep. here. It's not like you got one tank with one set of product. You got multiple different products, so so kind of some different options. So so like for example, you know, ranchers that are eventually looking to start calving here pretty yep. soon, um, you have some options to go over with yep. them. Yep, yep. So my role at CHS is, uh, like you said, the feed sales consultant. So that is my focus on. Um, nutrition for mainly cattle, but we also offer a wide range of products for equine, sheep, goats, even all the way down to cats and dogs. So we, we have lots of options. Cattle is my background, though, of course. But then also I have counterparts um, that work on the agronomy side. We do a lot of um, agronomy work and uh, also with our big shuttle elevator, buy and sell a lot of grain. So kind of a little something for everybody. I, I had a fun conversation, you know, on Wednesday morning, we had a big power outage in Billings. So we were just stuck, couldn't even get into our radio studios. And so I'm sitting there hanging out with Mark and Paul, who are on the country station in Billings, the breakfast flakes. And they're like, well, if we're just going to be sitting here, let's go have breakfast at Stella's. For some reason, their lights are on. But Paul's a rancher. And, and, and when we were talking about human supplements... Why are people doing pre-workout? Why are people doing these protein shakes? Why are people doing BCAAs or whatever people are doing mm -hmm. these days? He's like, well, wait a minute. Actually, it makes sense to me because 
because when you're trying to, to build up your herd, if supplements work for cattle, that well, supplements can work when you're trying to build up your your body in the same right, same right, context, right? Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's what you had the conversation earlier about the moisture and the grasshoppers and the Gabby mentioning the nutrition and that was in the grass last last spring, and that's a lot of what I focus on. Um, you know, we sell a wide range of of feed products to fit a lot of. Um, things, but probably my favorite thing to talk to people because it's the thing that can probably make the biggest impact on their operation is, is our mineral packages. Um, you know, right now we're getting into calving season here shortly and we can do an additive into our mineral called Biomass, um, which is all focused on rumen health and that in, you know, funny, funnily enough, what happens on the rumen of the cow really has a big impact on the colostrum impact on that the calf receives. And that just is a trickle down effect to the health of the calf and starting off the next generation on the right foot. So it, very similar to humans. We do the same kind of thing in, in cattle. That's right. In, in terms of the first milk that that baby yep. receives from yep. the mom is the most important yep. that that baby will right. receive to really set it up for life. Right. Uh, same concept with, with cattle in, yep, in that exactly. regard too. Yeah. Uh, Tim, uh, Tim from Savage came down to join us here and sidekick with us as well. And, and, uh, you know, Tim, we were talking about one year ago, man, okay. The sugar beet factory goes out. What are all these farmers going to do? You got all this great irrigated land out here. And Sarah, I think you kind of talked about that last year with Paul Sturlogs in a little bit as well. Too. Yeah, yeah, we, we did talk about it a little bit and it certainly has a big change and impact on the local economy, but there's lots of opportunities for some other crops there. We saw um, a lot of corn going in where, um, normally there would have been sugar beets and um, other crops, soybeans and that kind of stuff. So, so has it been working out by and large, at least for the farmers? I mean, the, even despite the sad loss of the factory, is it at least working out for the farmers and, and the ability to diversify? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, there's probably people that can speak better to that than than I can. But, but I think for the most part, farmers are pretty good at pivoting. That um, they do that well and and adaptability and so yeah, yeah. I was going to say when, talking sugar beets I'm like where'd Mr. Uh, Tibbets go I haven't seen right. Tibbets here yet today but he could <laughs> he could you know certainly give us the full rundown of what's going on he there. would be the expert yeah well Sarah Thorson great to see you thanks so much for being with us uh, and taking some time out I know you got a booth to man so yeah. we don't want to take up too much of your time thank you I appreciate it all right great to see you Tim uh, Tim from Savage Tim Tharp as he's known in KCGM country well heck. Uh, sunburst all you've lived all over the place but uh i want to play the supreme court montage next here oh, too much to talk about there's a lot we, we can stay till noon and still not hit everything we could we'll have to go say hello to uh we'll have to go say hello to um uh to the uh the, the folks from kcgm and kxgn or i'm sorry kxgn radio who are here i'm getting my scobies and my yeah. glendives all confused now um and then this young lady are you going to make an announcement for us on the radio? All right, good. Throw that headset on. And actually, well, you can give it two minutes. we got to take a quick break here on Montana Talks. But uh, she's got their Lincoln Reagan dinner yes. taking place for Dawson County next week. Next week. So, they might need uh, a bigger she, building for that now. Yeah, it's going to be. It's, it's gonna, <laughs> did you hear the big news this morning? Yeah, well, I'll tell you the big news during the break. Okay, our breaking news here at the Gate Show uh, in Glendive with Montana Talks. All right, stand by back right after this. And, uh, yeah, man, Supreme Court montage, Lincoln Reagan dinner in Dawson County, and more. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative, they do much more than keep the lights on for you. 
This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we got a, a couple of announcements uh, that some ladies are going to make with us here, so that's great. I, I better play the Supreme Court montage real fast because yeah. I've said we were going to do it. Um, Okay, uh, yeah, Travis, roll this Supreme Court montage, and then uh, Tim and I will give a quick reaction after that. The language here doesn't seem to include president. Why is that? And so if there's an ambiguity, why would we construe it to, as Justice Kavanaugh pointed out, uh, uh, against democracy? And while most of the arguments were rooted in wonky procedural and statutory arguments, Chief Justice John Roberts eventually got to the practical implications that could result if the high court upholds Colorado's actions. A goodly number of states will say, uh, whoever the Democratic candidate is, you're off the ballot, and others uh, for the Republican candidate, you're off the ballot, and it'll come down to just a handful of states that are going to decide the presidential election. That's a pretty daunting consequence. Justice Kagan expressed similar concerns along with plenty of questions about why states should have the power to control who lands on a federal ballot. This question of whether a former president is disqualified for insurrection uh, to be president again is, you know, just say it, it sounds awfully national to me. Anyway, Tim, uh, Tim from Savage, Tim Tharp, and I was just blown away listening to that news on, on the drive to Glendive yesterday because, yeah, everybody's talking about the, the other really big news yeah. about Joe Biden basically being declared not fit to stand trial. So how is he fit to be president then? But this was the other massive news where, wow, they've united the left and the right on the Supreme Court to say, Colorado, what are you doing trying to remove Trump from the ballot? Yeah, and it's such a day, and I think that's what they're recognizing. If, if they acknowledge and let Colorado do that, then what's to stop every other state? What's to stop the red states from saying, well, you can't be on the ballot? And I think they see that dangerous, slippery slope that it could produce. Well, we talked about, man, what an exciting election season this is going to be. And here in Dawson County, uh, we've got uh, Colette, right? Col yep. yep, Colette is with us here now. And Colette, you've got the Lincoln-Reagan dinner one week from today, huh? Yeah, right. So um, I'm chair of the local uh, Dawson Central Co uh, Republican Central Committee, and our Lincoln-Reagan Day dinner is scheduled for next Friday, the 16th, right here in this building at the Epic. And uh, social, NoHo social starts at uh, 5.30, dinner will be at 6. But then we'll, we'll have, I believe, 14 candidates, statewide candidates, local candidates, that'll be given a few minutes to, to say what they want to say. So. And it sounds like they'll all be running now because a lot of them are saying, well, if Matt stays in the House, we, we won't run for the House. Well, this morning he just announced that he's running for the Senate. So, yeah, the dozen or so people that are saying they're going to run for the House and all these other races... They're going to be hitting the circuit. <laughs> well, and it'll make it much easier for them, too, because when you're when you're out trying to campaign a little bit, but you can't really campaign. Are you in? Are you out? Right. Yeah, it's tough. So it'll, yeah. Be, it'll be a good night. Yeah. So you still got tickets, tables available if yeah, people want to be there? Yeah. If they would, you know, call um, any one of us on the committee to RSVP maybe a little bit so that we have a general idea for our caterer to... Um, you know, have an idea how many people are going to be there. That'd be great. That's great. Well, that's going to be an exciting time. Yep. So, uh, you'll you'll have fun this season. So. Uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be busy. That's right. <laughs> well, we got to take our country back. That's for sure. That's Colette, true. thanks for Thank stepping you. up to the microphone. Great to see you. Uh, next up, um, actually, uh, I. For what it's sisterly creations is that correct I, so i think was it your yes, sister it is. was that your sister that dropped by to say yeah, hello absolutely earlier? it was All so right. my sister is barbara simonson 
and we were both born and raised here in Montana, but on the western side. Really? We got smarter in our adult years and came to the east. <laughs> More people but, are doing that. Right? Oh, people yes. Well, that. it's because so many things have changed over there. Yeah. But born and raised on a ranch and continue that ranching aspect. And so when we came back to eastern Montana... Rocks formed in our heads. <laughs> Don't know how that happened, but you know, we're not the only one over here that's gotten into the agates, and that's what we do. Okay, so, so agate-based jewelry. Is, yes, okay. we uh, go out and find them on different ranches in uh, Yellowstone around here, and, um, and cut them and make them into jewelry. Very and cool. it's really interesting that that really came from the Yellowstone volcano. Hmm. When it erupted 65 million years ago, that uh, volcanic ash silicated the Yellowstone River. And that's how our agates were formed from hmm. that, one of the ways, from that silication. And then there would be the limbs that went down and created a, a cast. And then that silicated water would flow in and out. And that's how these beautiful stones were created, hmm. as well as there were other volcanoes. So you the will Tongue pick River. them off of ranches. You will pick these stones off a of ranch. Tim, you've picked some rocks off of ranches in your oh, time. Just I a little think. bit, just yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, off ranches so they only off the take Yellowstone. The pretty ones. Yeah. And they say there's 17 petrified forests below the state of Montana. So we got a lot of agates and rocks to come we up. Just, there's a petrified forest. Uh, uh, Michael Foth just did a story on our Montana Talks website a few days ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we're just about out of time. We've got about a minute to go here. But you've got a gem and jewelry show coming yes, up? Yes, in August uh, 27th and 8th, the last weekend, not in August, April, the last weekend, is the Montana Miles City Gem and Mineral Show at the fairgrounds at the event center. We really focus on uh, teaching kids about stones, and they can uh, have informational sessions, how to tumble locks, how to identify, all kinds of stuff. Oh, very cool. So at the end of April in Miles City, the end of April. that big show is going to be taking place. Well, thanks for dropping by. Great to see you and your sister from Sisterly Creations. Thank you. All We're right. local Ismay and Miles City. All right. Very good. Yeah, we got the whole Mondax in fact, Tim, we got to go hit the Mondax. They got coffee. They got all well, sorts of snacks over there. And also, quick shout out: Martin Farber is representing Trimble GPS here today. Um, he, he should be easy to meet. He's um, Terry says he's six four, just like him. I just saw him. Yeah, he was the track star over in North Dakota. Yep. So yeah, I just saw him. I, I thought he was going to step up to the mic, but we'll go. Yeah, let's go say hi to him right, all right. now. Good Scobie native there.